Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today we have a really special guest with us. We have Rebecca Gardner. She is the founder and creative director of House and Parties, a full-service event and interior design collective in Savannah and New York City. She's been named a top event designer by Vogue and Harper's Bazaar, and her design work has been published in the Wall Street Journal, Architectural Digest, Milieu, Town & Country, The Financial Times, and The New York Times. She established her design firm in 2010 and launched her online shop during 2020 called House & Parties, it's a mix of private labels, artist commissions, and vintage pieces. Welcome, Rebecca. We're so happy to have you here. And you're joining us from Savannah today? I'm in Savannah, yes, and I'm thrilled to be a part of what you're making. Oh my gosh. Well, everybody's going to be so excited about this because we're entering into that entertaining season. And um, I think everybody's feeling more courageous about entertaining again um, with uh, vaccinations and COVID waning. And I feel like people are feeling more comfortable to gather and they're wanting to do it right because we've all missed our people so much. So I think this timing is just really precious right now in the world, especially. So um, Rebecca, tell us, how did you get into events? You are an interior designer and you said you do a couple homes a year and now events, is that a bigger part of your business? Well, when I started my own design firm, I really thought that interiors were going to be the bulk of my business. And it has ended up that we do some very select interior projects. So about two full, you know, houses a year. Um, But the majority of my business is events and now this e-commerce site, which is um, actually today. I didn't even think about this today. It is one year old. Congrats. Celebratory in its its own way. Yeah. So cool. I love hearing the things that people did during that COVID time when we were kind of um, locked up from what we were able to do. And it's so beautiful. It's like everybody sort of metamorphosed and then came out in 2021, like a butterfly. So I was like a, like a, um, a desperate bride without even a boyfriend. (laughs) I had a file folder and it was three inches thick with tear sheets and um, ideas of things to sell and photos for inspiration and quotes. And I was ready to go that I have been like cooking this soup for years and COVID gave me, um, the perfect opportunity to make it happen. That all sounds very romantic. I was like a swan, you know, paddling like hell, um, (laughs) and with fear and fury underneath the water. But I am grateful that I have the time to focus on it. Um, and it's ended up being a lot of fun. Oh. So that was my silver or end gold lining. Amazing. Well, while you guys are listening, you need to check out her handle because you need to be able to understand the visuals that this woman kicks out because it's like <laughs> above and beyond any party I could even think of in my brain. You know, fairy dust like on crack. It's so much fun. Yeah. Give them her so, handles too. Yeah. And also go to her website. I, I've been yeah pouring over it. It's called houseandparties.com is her website. And then her Insta handle is Rebecca Gardner. Um, my Insta handle is houses and parties. Oh, we also have a Rebecca Gardner and I was on that one. (laughs) I think so. Unless someone, it might just say Rebecca Gardner. once you're in it? Yeah. Maybe. So so they're both house and parties. parties. Okay. Check it out. Well, houses and parties. Whoever hacked you, you looked really cute in that handle too. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Good. (laughs) 
And she's sitting on a floor. We're looking at her right now. And she's sitting on a floral, the prettiest floral um, sofa. Yeah. In a pink shirt. Just we're visual. We're all visual people here. So there you go. Amazing. Okay. So um, as far as parties go, how did you transition? You were starting to say from doing interiors into these full fledged, I mean, every single detail possible. I can't even give um, an analogy because it's greater than I can imagine. People usually say from soup to nuts, but it's like way greater than that. So tell the thing about parties is that, um, you don't really see the true magic in a photograph because a party is really an experience. It's like, um, documenting a trip with a, with an iPhone. It, it doesn't really show the magic of it all, but, um, I am definitely a, a micromanager. I go to war with every project, um, fighting for excellence. And I think that a really beautiful experience, uh, takes a considerable amount of thought, um, and work in your head and with your hands. Um, and so I really honestly think that, the reason that my business is called Houses and Parties is that a house is a party, is a house, is a party. And for all of us that really care, and it's not everybody and that's okay, but for all of us that really care about our environment and find joy in a beautiful home, um, I believe that the underlying purpose is to share it, whether that's with your family or your friends. And so um, when I design houses for my clients, I think of them with parties in mind. Um, and that can be all sorts of gatherings. So I think the two go hand in hand. Um, but I, I started my career working at SCAD, the Savannah College of Art and Design. And while I was at SCAD, I, um, I did events and I did interiors and I was able to collaborate with these amazing artists. And so from that, I've really um, found a passion in creating environments. And um, that is why I think the, the parties have been a strong element to my business because I love working with artists, whether it's um, a fibers artist. My friend Trish Anderson is a, an amazing fibers artist. She just actually launched an incredible collection of rugs. And we would dream up things like 30 foot tall palm trees. And then the bottom forest ground cover would be paper leaves shaped like caladium and she would spray them with Clorox so that they had authentic spots or done um, huge moths that had like a 10 foot wingspan. Um, So to me, that's where the magic lies. Anytime you have a touch of the hand. And I think that that applies to like a beautiful ceramic or a beautiful woven fabric or some crazy ass like paper tree. But I, I think that in all things, um, aesthetic to show a touch of the hand, which like sounds so creepy, but I think it's the best way to describe it. Um, is an experience in itself, you know, because it's passing on that, that work and yeah. it's storytelling. It right. really is. You're telling this like really magical and which is probably, do you think it's easier to be a little bit more fantastical in an event versus an interior just because you can go like so out of limits, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And no one wants, uh, I'm looking at my kitchen right now, which is pretty wild, but no one wants their house to look like Pee Wee's Playhouse. I mean, granted, but I do like whimsical things. I'm looking to my right and in my dining room, I have sconces that are tall that look like leeks. And um, I do like funky elements in an interior, but uh, there's an element of practicality and sort of uh, a necessity to last that that isn't always with a party. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but I still want people to dance and, and have yes. a great time, even if they're, you know, coming for a dinner party. Can you just even imagine for one minute getting an invitation in the mail? I know. And, and knowing that house and parties through it, like the giddiness that you would feel just to get to experience the whole the whole that feeling of it all. I just grew like 12 inches. <laughs> oh, I just can't even imagine how fun. So how does, how does it begin? Like, does a client come to you or do you organically throw certain parties? Um, like what, what? I really love to entertain myself. So I'll like right now we're, working, we're working on a, a party, um, that I'm hosting, um, or Puy Fricot, who's a, one of the oldest silversmiths in Paris. They're owned by Hermes. And that's just a party that I'm throwing for fun. Um, but I do this for a living <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and I have a staff. <laughs> um, so a client will come to us and um, certainly interiors clients that goes without much explanation, but we do um, parties of all sizes. So it could be a luxury brand um, like a fashion house that wants to celebrate a new collection. And in some ways we're creating content for them, certainly an experience for, for their, their community. I was about to say customers, that's not always the case. Um, but a lot of times we're creating fabulous photos for them. In addition to an experience, one is not secondary to the other. And then, um, we do, you know, like a beautiful occasion, like a 50th birthday or a wedding or, um, a fundraiser for a big nonprofit. But to me, the smaller parties that are like 60 tops are really where the magic happens because you have that time to stand back and like, pinch your chin and move the little ditties around and step back and play with the lighting. The bigger parties are fun because the, the scale is exciting and you have a major adrenaline rush, but you don't get to, um, to split hairs and move around, you know, plastic snails under crystal goblets quite mm-hmm. as much. Can, can you just repeat that sentence <laughs> <laughs> to, to be able to say that again, move snails around under crystal goblets. I just love that sentence so much. <laughs> oh, well, when you have these bigger parties, you don't get to like step back and, and move little plastic snails around underneath the glow of a, you know, crystal goblet. I mean, I feel drunk on these words. They're so good. <laughs> uh, so gorgeous. I want to experience what that's like. Where does one find a snail? Um, that's, you know, like that's just the way your brain works. It's so good. Well, when we launched the shop, um, houses and parties, we of course sell beautiful heirloom pieces. So we sell hair in China and Hermes and we forgot and Louis crystal and on and on and on. Um, I really believe that or Janori, like, I really believe that, um, there's no one else like those, you know, heritage houses that's going to make something like that. So no point in doing it yourself but we do spend a lot of time sourcing vintage so that you have very unique things. And then we have a whole section on the website called Lanyap. And um, my family is from Mississippi originally and Lanyap is a Creole word and it means little extras. So like Mm. if you were, for instance, at Jazz Fest in New Orleans and you um, had a bag of like fried shrimp, the Lanyap are the little extras that fall to the bottom of the bag. Uh Uh-huh one use of the word. And so we have a whole section on our website called Lanyap and it has things like plastic snails oh or beautifully gosh. wrapped hands. Can be yours, Jess? All of you. I this can be yours. I said they can be yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that those little surprises, <laughs> no, no matter how fancy your table is, which I think sometimes an event does call for that, 
it shows great effort and beauty, but I think you have to have little mischievous winks, you know, tucked mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and it encourages, I think it encourages sort of a wink and maybe some bad behavior with good people, which makes for a great party. <laughs> uh, I love that. Not, not I only this. did like someone make an incredible effort, but I want you to have fun and not be intimidated. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, w- one of my biggest questions, I am a big hat wearer. I wear a hat 50% of the time. And I was like, this lady must be a Milner or know a great Milner because your hats are something so extraordinary. I also dream of wearing one of your hats at, at one of the parties. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little. On her website. Oh, I know. I need, I need to buy the hats. Yeah. The shark hat. Um, Yeah. The headbands with the pearls and the corn and anyway, the headwear, where do you come up with the headwear? We work with this amazing milliner in Tel Aviv. And when we come up with our collections, this is for the website. Mm -hmm. um, When we come up with our collections, which are seasonal, we always include a fantastical hat. And the idea is that when you are a guest at a party, you have a job and you get to decide what your job is. You could be like the sexiest woman. You could be the man that brings the expensive wine. You can be the best storyteller. You can be the best dress, but you have to come with something, right? Or you could just make people feel good because you have such um, good listening skills or you give great compliments. <laughs> I love that. I think one way to bring something to a trip. party is to wear a crazy hat. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you walk into a party wearing a crazy hat, it shows that you appreciate the host's effort, that you're there to have a good time. And then you look damn good doing it too. Uh-huh. So that's it's a weird that like our entertaining site has hats, but it's all part of the, the picture. I mean, you could wear that um, headband that has the pearl corn husk on it. You could wear it like to pick up your children for Thanksgiving vacation and embarrass them like through the sunroof. Yeah. Or you could wear it to greet the <laughs> FedEx man, you know, in your nightgown. Or you could I wear love it to so like, much. antagonize your children on Thanksgiving morning. Or just to like greet your guests and offer a drink. I, I just think it makes um just like clothes in general make life more fun. Like your yeah. great green dress. Yeah. You can't not smile if you saw someone wearing that and you'd be like, I want to hang out with her. Yes. Or him. She's the Whatever. most fun. I love that you say that, <laughs> that each of the guests have a role at the party. And I think the listeners need to know this because I, I don't know, depending on where we live, some people really know their party etiquette. Probably the Southerners are great at this. Um, others uh-huh. like we're, we're definitely West coasters um, where we are more casual out here. So I, I love what you're saying so much. And there's a, definitely an art to throwing the party, obviously decorating for the party and sweating over the tiny details. This would actually be a great place to um, give the quote <laughs> from Rebecca Gardner that is written up in one of the magazines. I know this is one. Okay. So you said micromanaging details is how we force serendipity. <laughs> I crave the potent cocktail of adrenaline and fairy dust. <laughs> anyway, just micromanaging. We were talking about this before we even started recording how, how there is so much work to make things look effortless. And anyway, it, I just love that quote. So yeah. many, I was screenshotting all of them. So but, Rebecca, yeah. I mean, here's one thing. Let's talk about the hostess for a yeah. minute because that's okay. kind of a huge job, right? And yeah. I think some people, and we'll often even talk about this when we're doing interiors. I'll say, 
the way that the hostess feels is the feeling of the whole party. So if she's nervous and still thinking about all the details, then you feel a little bit nervous. But if she's like, get in here, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, yay. And the party starts right at the doorway, you know? So tell us a little bit about the hostess and what's her job at the party and how does she bring the party? Or if she is a nervous person, how can you sort of get her to be able to be a good time? Or how do you sort of force that feeling into the air? Well, I think as a, if you are planning a party and you're not comfortable entertaining, mm-hmm. um, you decide what brings you joy and what you do really well, and you delegate the rest. Ah, and I love that. I if you, um, but I have a friend whose mother always says, um, you don't have to make it to make it happen. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so that's a mantra around here. Um, so like if you hate to cook and you're a terrible cook, well outsource that and you do the flowers or you don't like to do either. You want to mix your famous margaritas, you know, whatever it is. I do think it's important that um, the party have some soul and that you put some of yourself into whatever the planning is. But I think you plan and you do a run of show and you make sure that you have post-its lined up all around your kitchen. Um, and then you go upstairs and you put on your party hat and you have a gigantic glass of freezing cold white wine and you let go, let God. Um, <laughs> I want to, you want people to have a good time. And I think that there has to be some planned imperfection and that can be um that the margaritas maybe didn't make it into the beautiful picture but you don't care or that you kick off your shoes and perch on the arm of an upholstered sofa um or that you have one too many bourbons and you pass around compliments and canapes with equal abandon (laughs) you know anything to make to make people um feel really, really comfortable. And I think that that's the most important part of any sort of hostess etiquette. And and I do think that one thing that we all fail to do is to make really thoughtful introductions. I always find myself, um, when I entertain at my home for my friends, I go to the same group of people over and over. It's comfortable you have more fun, you're more comfortable, but that's not really what it's about, especially around the holidays. I think inviting a black sheep can be like the best party trick ever or someone new, different kinds of people, different ages of people. But then once you do that, you better make damn sure that you make that person feel comfortable. And I think that um, really thoughtful introductions, even calling someone ahead of time that's a really good friend and that you know is comfortable in saying, Hey, I'm inviting this person and they are really interested in X, Y, Z or whatever. I think that's really the best gift that you can give to someone, which is a new buddy. I love that. that. That's really good. I love the intro. What do you think should be included in an intro? Oh, I don't know because you don't want to sound like you have a lanyard with a name tag, Uh um, comfortable shoes. At a conference. Like, how would you introduce your very best friend to the black sheep at the party? Oh, God, my very best friend is so much fun. I would say um, this is my very best friend. She um, is from Birmingham, Alabama. And if you need any advice, she has an, an answer for you. 
and be sure to ask her about uh, the weenie man. <laughs> I, I love it. I That's good. Friend. Yes. Okay. I love that introduction. That's so good. Okay. Let's go back to planning the party. Um, inspiration. I think everybody wants to know how do you find the idea for the inspiration? And you can talk about a party that you have thrown and how you got there or whatever kind of advice you want to give to our listeners. Well, just like when you design, when, when you all in particular design a house, you start with the house and the architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you design a party, you want to start with the venue or the occasion. One usually comes before the other. It's not always mm-hmm. the same. Um, so I don't ever go into a party saying, oh, this is going to be, um, you know, wildflowers in the moonlight theme. You know, it, it's all dictated by the occasion um, the client or the venue. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's, um, give them a specific. So you are throwing a party for, let's say it's a personal person. It's not for a brand because that's going to be most like what they're experiencing in their own lives. Like, let's just say that people are getting ready to, um, to put Thanksgiving on or a Christmas dinner. Sure. Help them help them take it to the next level, like with a great theme. Sure. Okay. So I think, you know, Thanksgiving can get really brown, right? Like orange. I'm not a big, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big um, autumnal color person. So if I had a client that wanted my help with Thanksgiving, I would want to know what her assets are. Does she have a beautiful set of China? Does she have a killer dining room? Um, Does she make like these insane pies that are her grandmother's recipes? So we use those as the centerpieces. What does she have to work with? It's kind of like getting dressed for a party, you know, like, we got to show off what you've got. (laughs) Show off your assets. I love that way of thinking about it. That's really good. I think that gives people a lot of security because you're all good at something, you know, the pie, the drink, you know, you don't have to do one of those things and celebrate it, Mm -hmm. kind of explode it. So I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So this is another question they had for us. How is design a part of party planning? I, I think that party planning is design work. Mm-hmm. Um, with all design work, there's an element of practicality and an element of beauty. Um, that's an age old formula. Mm-hmm. Um, and without design work, a party is like eating at a diner. Right. Yeah. So you, you want to create an environment. And in my mind, honestly, some of the most beautiful parties that I've done have been in spaces where the, the really practical part, which is like the food and the wine is totally secondary to the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, like whether uh, I gave a party one time at my favorite, like, you know, how New York has all those fabulous sing-along bars with mm-hmm. the Broadway people playing the piano. Yeah. Like to me, that's my idea of heaven and it like horrifies everyone else, but this was my birthday. And so oh, I served for you. like kind of mediocre pizza that had it in this wild dueling piano bar. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that the, the formula of design meets function is applicable to mm-hmm. party as parties as it is to interiors. Yeah, for sure. As it is to like, you know, um, sculpture. 
Totally. Yeah. When you talked about those palm trees, I was like, this is, you know, this is way beyond the ordinary. Um, so you, I mean, it seems so simple in your mind as you answer this question, but the visuals floating around in your head are like another a whole other world, you know, that we don't get to visit very often. And so I just knew that your answer would be like a super, super fun one, <laughs> but it's just like, it seems so normal to you to get to do something like this. But you're like, you know, just like a dueling piano bar with mediocre pizza. And we're like, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I love I just, that you pick you know, a hero, though. Like, like fun is the fun is the goal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if your your idea or your goal of your party is to impress people, you've already lost the game. Ah, oh, I love that. Man. Say that one more time. Uh, <laughs> if you're trying to impress like, people. If your goal in hosting a party is to impress people, you have lost from the very beginning. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Really dull. I love that. So let's talk about the essentials of throwing a great party. Like I know when we design a home, we're always kind of hitting on the five senses, you know, like there's always the visual of it all and controlling the light and, you know, being sensible about the fabrics, if that's important to the homeowner or not being sensible if they don't care, which is a lot more fun. Um, I was about to say, <laughs> <laughs> we're 20 on everything. I know, yes. silks, all the things. Yes, of course. Um, so, but then we're always remembering like, what is, when we open the door, we want to make sure that there's a great diffuser if the homeowner doesn't like to light candles or will forget to, just so that the home smells a certain way, or maybe there's a little nosegay of flowers, or there's a big, beautiful orchid on a center hall table. Um, we want to make sure that we really deliver on all of the senses the best that we can. Are there certain things in the party where you're trying to remember, like, you know, we want a great playlist. We want a great, you know, the food, obviously. But as far as like the visuals go, I feel like that's where most people are going to fall short. I think that um, lighting is paramount Mm. and a lot of times people leave their chandeliers on or their overhead lights on for an evening event. And I would always have dimmers on all of your overhead lights. Um, And I would flood the room with candlelight. And if you don't have a silver candelabra or a fabulous candlesticks, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just turn down the lights and, and have a bunch of candles and that makes everyone feel beautiful. And when you feel beautiful, look beautiful. And when you look beautiful, you feel beautiful and you have more fun and you let loose and you're more comfortable. And, um, I think that that, I think that low light is the most important. And I struggle with this. We shoot a lot of content for my e-commerce site. Um, because it's e-commerce, you have to, and to tell the story, but everything is in pretty bright light so that you can see all the elements on the table. And the truth is you need to think about your table and what it looks like at night or your house, if it's a cocktail party or whatever. Um, so I would say lighting is, is in the right kind of lighting at the right height, um, is the very most important. And then second to that would probably be little elements of surprise and delight and irreverence Mm -hmm. and irreverence. (laughs) Don't forget the slap in the face. Yeah. So good. (laughs) I love that. Um, do you have a party trick? Oh, parlor games. (laughs) What's what's that? Detail. Oh, a parlor game. Um, I'm trying to think of things we sell on our website, A, a parlor game, like 
If there's a lull in conversation, heaven forbid you are seated next to the man that brings the expensive wine and that's his only gift, um, <laughs> a parlor game. So that would be to avoid um, something like what's your favorite ice cream or what is your passion, which is really a failure on your part. So a better way to win would be, would you rather... Um, go drive cross country in a Cooper mini with no air conditioning or radio in the summer with a three-year-old in the back seat <laughs> or only eat martini olives for three months, you know, something bizarre. I, that wasn't a very good example. Like that was pretty they're, good. Better, they're better when they're inappropriate, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> oh, tongue in cheek. Yeah, oh. sex, sex and drugs makes so much better but um just it, it, with effort for lady likeness that i'll go with the olives and the cooper mini uh-huh. um but I, I think a parlor game and, and to have a trick up your sleeve makes for a fun party um other examples are like these party crackers that we sell um that are made with beautiful italian marbled paper They're and so dip ribbons. they add a pretty lanyap on the table but when you open them up each one has a little strip of paper and it has a there was a paper crayon, which is traditional costume jewelry, a little silly chocolate. But the best part is this strip of paper that has a directive and the directive can change from season to season or party cracker to party cracker. And it would be like, play a drum solo with your fork and knife or um, pretend that you are on QVC and sell something on the table mm, or something I love like this. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a we have a whole section under entertainments on our website um, for parlor games. We also have like um, place cards that are this or that themed. So it's like carrot or clarity, um, uh, uppers or downers, cash <laughs> or credit. Um, we have another set that's sexual positions. I saw that. <laughs> so so those are all parlor games. Yeah. I love that. It breaks the ice and lets people put their shoulders down and not be so stuffy. Yeah. So for those of you that haven't ever tried the party cracker, this is why you need them at your, at your party (laughs) table, depending on the party, right? I'm sure there's sometimes it's not appropriate, but, um, the party crackers are all very PG. Probably the wildest thing is like, do your best Mick Jagger. Oh yeah. Every child should know who Mick Jagger is in in one of his moves, no matter what. Um, And your mother would be thrilled to get that party cracker. (laughs) There you go. You can pass on a directive to someone else. I love this. Okay. So I have a practical question. Um, how early should somebody start planning an event? I mean, how let's, and then let's also have you tell us how long it takes you to plan an event. Cause you're a professional at this. A wedding takes a year and a big party probably takes three months. Um, this is our job. So we are efficient and we are organized. We don't ever reinvent the wheel, but we've got great resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it depends on if you hire me or not. Yeah. So if they're doing it for themselves at home, they're throwing, let's just say they're throwing Christmas dinner. They should be thinking about it already. Well, I think this year um, with lead times being so crazy, absolutely, especially with China. Um, But I don't think that a short lead time or a long lead time or a week in advance should deter anyone from having a party. I I think that even if you go in your backyard and just clip greenery, that can be a beautiful table. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It also depends on where you live. If you live in New York, you can do it in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. In Savannah, I mean, like you'd be buying Gerber daisies at Whole Foods, you know? <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. How many parties do you throw a year? Uh, we do probably eight. Yeah. That's busy. Are they big or, I mean, I'm sure you're doing them all the time, just like gatherings and things as well. Yeah, but We do eight big parties. Okay. I don't ever um, want to have a gigantic machine team. There's no joy in that for me. And I really, um, I really like to touch everything myself mm-hmm. and the people that work for me are the same way. So like as guests are arriving, I'm the one that's still moving the like paper lanterns asymmetrically in clusters around the park bench. You know, I'm sort of crazy like that. And that's where I find joy and and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Um, So we will never really do more than eight to 10 parties a year because we couldn't give them the love that they deserve. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's great. Um, Okay, let's talk about dressing for a party. You talked a little bit about how it is the guest job, right? To show up a certain way. Um, can you talk a little bit like if you're going to a party because you're obviously a good time and you're a professional, um, <laughs> how do you dress? Do you Those come in costume? Tips. Are you, you know, I'm sure it depends on which party it, it is on the party, but I do always make an effort. I think it's, um, it's a, a nice gesture of appreciation to your hostess to, Um, not only look nice, but make an effort. Mm -hmm. So it could be a party hat or not. Um, but I I do use a lot of hairspray no matter where I'm going. I love that. So do I, I'm from the nineties. So I always use a lot of hairspray. (laughs) They hire the hair closer to God. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Tease it to Jesus. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Um, here's a question. What is your dream party? My dream party. Mm-hmm. You get a phone call from somebody and like all the things they say on the phone are like, oh, I love all these words. Or who's it for? If you have like I a celebrity this. crush yeah. or like some of you're just like, I'm waiting for them to call me. Mm-hmm. You probably have received most of them, but. Gosh, this is a really good question. <laughs> we did a party. Um, we did a party earlier in the year for Sophia Coppola mm-hmm. and I admire cool. her so much. I think that she is. Um, so creative and she's a very gracious person, like the perfect hostess in that calm, elegant way. And that was really a dream to get to do something for her. Another dream party that I would love to do is um, at the Chinati Foundation in Marfa, Texas, mm-hmm. that has all of Donald mm-hmm. Dud's beautiful yes. minimalist in the field. Mm-hmm. And I think doing something with like really fine maybe thirties or forties contemporary, you know, a modern silver mm-hmm. and all candlelight and very sort of moody would be, um, really amazing. I love yeah. that. Do you name the parties? Attitude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We have to have a, a, a quick story. We have a, a creative brief, which is like, depends on the size of the party, but say it's a dinner for 60, it would be like 40 pages that reads like a short story. And the short story has to have a title, um, make sure that it all fits together. And it's a a fun thing to give a guest, um, and also a client. Um, and you give this in advance, right? 
So they know kind of what it is. We give it it to the client in advance. It's sort of our proposal. It's like a mood board, but it has inspiration and poetry and, you know, then boring stuff like we run a show and a floor plan. I love this so much. Gosh, I know. I'm like, try harder, everyone. That's what this is teaching me. (laughs) (laughs) Story. It's so good. Mood boards are no bueno. Okay, big question. Do you believe in the party favor? Oh, yeah. No, no. I think it's wasteful. I think they're squirrely. Interesting. Yeah. You like, I would much rather a client spend that resource on something you can see. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of a party where I've really gotten a party favor I was excited about. And I can't really think of one. I, I think if you were giving away like wads of cash, that's exciting. But I don't want a little dinky candle or a silly trinket. I think it's wasteful and and cheesy. Where did that come from? Do you know the party favor? Who started that? I have no idea. There's a Victorian tradition that you take a piece of cake and put it in a little box and put it under your pillow at a wedding um, to, I guess, hopefully so that you're engaged soon so that you dream of the person that you're going to marry. And they were always really elaborate little boxes with satin ribbons and silk flowers. Maybe it came from there. I, I don't know. Interesting. But, yeah. um, I remember birthday parties growing up and there were party favors and it's a bunch of junk. It really is. Yeah. I feel like it's a huge tradition out yeah. West. Like people yeah. worry about all the things, but they're really sweating it over the party favor. So I think yeah. you, you probably something. just released a lot of people from having to do that by saying that you think it's nonsensical and you'd rather spend it on the party and make it more glorious. A better experience. You go to a dinner party, you get a party favor? Um, trying to think. Sometimes, yeah. No, I've gone to, yeah, I've gone to parties. Yeah, dinner parties. Like a little, uh-huh. little something to go home with. Yeah, always a kid's birthday party has, you know, it's like, usually you should bring the gift for the little kid. The bag but of the spending, dollar store. But you're getting all these <laughs> gifts for all the little kids. So it's like everybody's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I can see doing like, everyone has a crown or everyone has a noisemaker at New Year's. But what you're talking about, I, I, I think it's, Okay. Yeah, great. I love it. I love a great, I love an opinion. Okay. So we're going to ask you a question. We ask every guest on the podcast. I have one more before you. Oh, wait. Okay, okay. Sue, go ahead. Um, the magic, we all love music here. Playlists. Oh, playlists yeah. or live band, which you prefer. And will you share your playlist? With us? Um, I am so bad with music. I listen to Paul Simon and to Pink Martini. Okay. I am so sad, but I do have good playlists on Spotify cool. because okay. I have um, young, hip people on my team that um, can really put together a good playlist. And I'm happy to share those yeah. with you. We will channel on Spotify. Yes. I personally, um, like if I have people at my house, I play Pink Martini. And I think it's kind of fun and it's dated, but it's sexy and it feels like you're drinking a martini, even if you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm afraid that is not my strong suit, but I appreciate it. (laughs) Do you want to share share your playlist on Spotify with all of our listeners so they can listen? Yeah, go ahead. Tell them what it is. 
Oh God. Or if you don't, we can put it in our show, show notes. notes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it that way. I, I, I'm a Luddite, you know, I don't know all the, um, all the links. I do know my Instagram handle. So I'm doing well in that way. I hear you. I'm the same way. Perfect. We'll get that from her and we'll add it to our show notes. Anything else you want to ask her before I ask her the question? Okay. One more. Uh, What's like as a guest going to a party, what do you think about hostess gifts and what, oh, if that's so, a good one. what does that look like? And like, what is like a real, I guess maybe it's part of the theme of the party or obviously the person that's throwing it. Sure. What are your thoughts? Um, I like hostess gifts that don't require effort. Like I don't want someone to bring a bouquet of flowers that require a vase and water and whatever, because then you Mm -hmm. have to stop and it takes time away from your guests. But I think any gesture is lovely. I, I think everyone appreciates a bottle of good champagne or the best that you can afford, but really the best gift is to get a thank you note promptly and with a heartfelt thanks. Oh, that's gorgeous. I love that. Amen. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you Cheers notes to not dead. Yeah. Okay. I think it's always so sweet when I get a handwritten thank you note. Sure. She's sure. really good at that. So yeah. Well, my mother, she's the queen of it. So I try to, but yeah, hopefully it won't get lost on my generation. <laughs> anyway, that's lovely. Okay, so the question that we ask all of our guests is, how do you define luxury? Oh, gosh. Um, for me personally, luxury is time and um, experiences. Mm, I think good. that um, that's really one thing that money can't buy. Um, and one thing that I would like to have more of. Uh, quality time. And I think that's why uh, occasions are so important in marking those occasions and doing something special. That doesn't mean you have to have a big fancy party, but, but making an effort on those occasions so that they don't become part of like a mushy oatmeal year. Like we had last year, we didn't really mark many occasions and it, 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 it was mush. Yeah. It was the gravy. Gelatin mm-hmm. gravy, gross. Exactly. It's brown. Exactly. exactly. It's brown to cold and ugly. Oh, beautifully oh. said. I yeah. love that, Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Thank the you. most fun we could have while recording a podcast. Oh You're such a delight. You're so fun to look at. I want our I want our viewers to be able to see you talk as well <laughs> as get to hear you. But we'll put her playlist on the show notes and definitely go check out her feed. It is a delight for the eyeballs. Um, we've loved having you. Thank you. Thank you. I was so flattered to be included. Of I course. Oh my gosh. And we'll catch you next time. Happy entertaining everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 